Welcome to the Science in the City podcast, your gateway to the New York Academy of Sciences. I'm your host, Tamara Johnson. My name is Grace Greenwald. I'm 17 years old, and I'm a junior at Kent Denver High School in Denver, Colorado. That was our guest for this podcast. Grace will be entering her senior year of high school in the fall. She enjoys volleyball, skiing, tennis, track team, and art, and she's passionate about neuroscience. When she came up against a lack of resources for high school students to learn more about the subject, she decided to do something about it and created the Synapse Project, a virtual learning platform designed to introduce high school students, especially girls, to the exciting field of brain research. Just as the synapse is the junction between two nerve cells, Grace explains on the project's homepage, the website is a junction between esteemed neuroscience leaders and young women who aspire to join the exciting community of researchers, doctors, and policy advisors who are passionate about the brain. In this podcast, we'll be hearing more about the motivation and methods behind this great idea. To start off, could you tell us a little bit about the Synapse Project? Sure. So the Synapse Project is basically a website designed to get high school students really engaged in learning neuroscience and hopefully interested in neuroscience careers in the future. Uh, so what we have on the website are just interesting articles, um, different web, different links to websites meant to serve as kind of a curriculum if you're interested in learning a little bit about more neuroscience. Um, we have virtual field trips, which I'll, I can talk about a little later, and then a lot of different mentors that have volunteered to just teach from their experience in the field, especially to young girls in high school looking to get interested in this in this subject. Awesome. What gave you the idea for the project? Uh, well, I was fortunate enough to be exposed to a variety of different aspects of neuroscience um, at a younger age than most people uh, who really become um, exposed to it in college. Uh, because my grandmother, Glenda Greenwald, founded the Aspen Brain Forum, which is this really cool organization uh, devoted to um, just promoting the learning and innovation of neuroscience um, based out of Aspen. And I just always remember hanging out um, around the different conferences and lectures that they gave and being really just intrigued with it all. The more you start meeting people involved in neuroscience, you are just kind of exposed to the vast amount of different subjects and avenues that you can take with it. And it just seemed pretty endless, so I wanted to get more involved. Um, let's see, so after I just kind of got interested in the beginning, I tried to take a neuroscience class at my high school. But like most high schools, there uh, are kind of limited science course options. Um, but luckily, I was able to find a teacher who had majored in neuroscience in college, and I started an independent study with him, which was really great. Um, I got to learn a lot about uh, really what I was interested, just kind of experiment and explore with the subject. And I was really lucky to have that at my school. Uh, I think the Synapse Project is kind of based off of that. There, there aren't very many resources for high school students uh, or anyone basically younger than college. And I think it's really important to get exposed and get interested. Um, and I just wanted to share my passion after learning about something that I was really excited about to other people. Why do you think it's important for high school students to have opportunities to learn about neuroscience? Um, I really just think it's such an interesting topic, and the field is expanding rapidly. You know, in all, all different fields, in medicine and psychology, um, it's just growing rapidly, and it's getting a lot more interest um, and renown worldwide. And I think it's really important just to get exposed to it at a younger age. It's not something that most people... Um, have really even thought about, but it expands throughout so many different fields. And I think it's really important for people to just try different things, see where it takes them, 
and maybe they'll become really interested in it and continue to innovate in this field. There's tons of research about the importance of mentorship, and we're certainly big believers at the Academy, but what do you personally think is the value of mentorship? It's, I think it's incredibly important to have someone just to look up to and uh, to see who has made it in this field of neuroscience. It, it's been really great to talk to a lot of our mentors themselves who can uh, look back to a specific time in their childhood or in college when someone really inspired them to continue on this field, pique their interest in something, or um, just given them really great advice and, and mentorship. And that's what they said really inspired them to have a really prolonged and, and successful careers uh, in what they're doing right now. So I think it's really important just to give different girls the opportunity to look up to these women in neuroscience and see that it's possible, you can do it, um, and just see the incredibly interesting things that they're working on. And how do the Synapse Project mentors interact with the students? Well, our mentors are really fantastic. They're uh, all professors who have uh, volunteered their time to um, helping young women trying to get into neuroscience, just like someone might have helped them. Um, and so we're really, really fortunate to have them on our team and interacting with people who come to the website. Uh, so what's really special is that they um, are really invested to anyone who comes onto the site and expresses their interests. They might offer special volunteer opportunities, job opportunities, um, or even just talk and give advice to anyone who wants it. Speaking of opportunities, you got to do an internship with one of the Synapse Project mentors. Could you tell us about that? The lab that I worked at last summer was uh, a lab headed by Dr. Mazarin Banaji, um, and she's one of the advisors for the Synapse Project, so I was really lucky to be able to have an internship with her. Um, and she was studying some really interesting things that I definitely hope to continue looking at in the future. Um, the focus of her lab was perception and bias. So different biases that um, people don't know they have but are kind of hardwired in the brain. And the Banaji lab uh, does different psychological tests um, and, look at, and looks at different tests by other people studying uh, the synapses in the brain to see why people have certain biases and kind of how they perceive things. So it's really interesting and kind of a mix between uh, psychology and neuroscience, and I was really interested in that. That's so cool. Did it make you think about your own perceptions or decision-making processes any differently? Definitely. Um, I, you definitely start uh, looking at what you do um, more through the lens of neuroscience, um, whether it's like a conversation with someone or uh, different thoughts that you have. I always found myself looking back to why that would be happening or how someone could test that. So it's, it was kind of an interesting shift in the way I thought about things after I worked there. And what kind of work did you get to do in the lab? Um, I mostly just got to uh, observe and talk with other people in the lab. Um, I did some organizational work for them. I got to help with some of the research, um, just finding different books and studies and really just learning uh, as much as I could. It was a great experience just to see what uh, the inside of a lab is like. And if you were to go into a, uh, a neuroscience lab, what that would really feel like. And that's one thing um, also I wanted to talk about with the Synapse Project is these virtual field trips that we try to do. Um, because my experience was so great uh, in the lab and just getting a feel for what those labs are like. Um, we thought it would be interesting to uh, share that with people all over the world who might not have access to these specific places or know people who can get them access to that. Uh, so um, I would ask different professors and go around and uh, tour their labs with a video camera. I get to interview them and 
then we're posting these videos uh, to the site so more people can see them and get an inside look into a lot of these labs that are doing really interesting research. Last year, you were one of only two high school students in the country invited to work at the Harvard University Innovation Lab, which is a pretty big deal. What was that like? Uh, yeah, that was an amazing experience. A lot of you know people ranging in ages uh, who have small businesses, who have entrepreneurial ideas, just get to um, have a really creative environment and workspace and a lot of mentors and tools and resources to further their ideas. So I was lucky enough to be able to work, uh, work in that space with a lot of interesting people and really further my ideas on the Synapse project. And I was able to take it uh, a lot farther than I had expected. What ideas did you develop while you were there? Um, well, let's see, this summer was when I did uh, the first virtual field trip. Um, I got to tour Sarah Lazar's lab um, in Boston, which was a really fun experience just seeing a lot of the different varieties of people who are working on. Um, neuroscience is so, you can expand it so far, there's so many different aspects that you can look at. And then also this summer, um, I had the idea that I'm working on right now with a team of other people on the Synapse Project um, to create a massive online open course for the Synapse Project. And these things called MOOCs are uh, kind of blowing up right now. A lot of different colleges offer them. And it's a great way uh, for colleges to put out their information on certain courses online so that anyone in the world can log on and take these courses and have access to so much more information. Um, so we, we thought that, especially given my experience, it was really important to have a class or information or resource in neuroscience for younger kids, specifically high school students. Um, because neuroscience, it's very complicated, obviously, and there are a lot of ways that it can get very technical. But I thought it would be a fun idea just to see if high school students could learn at a more introductory level. And so we're uh, in the process of creating a MOOC right now for high school students so that they can really learn at their own level about what interests them in neuroscience. The Synapse Project is primarily aimed at female high school students. Why did you make the decision to focus on young women? The reason why we're addressing... Uh, female high school students is because of just the gender disparity in the field. Um, we feel like it's really important just to give as many opportunities to young women as we can um, and make sure that uh, women are really represented in the field of neuroscience, that they have the opportunities and the resources to get into this field and be prepared if that's what they choose to do. What are your plans for the future, both personally and for the Synapse Project? Um, let's see, well I guess starting with me, I would love to continue to study neuroscience in the future and in college. Um, I think it'll be really nice to have a higher level of variety of classes and lab experiences and just growing off of the little bit that I've learned in my independent study and my uh, limited experience in neuroscience because there's just so much to learn, so much to expand on, and so many interesting things I think that'll come in the future with college. Are you planning to major in neuroscience in college? Um, it's a little tricky. I mean, it's, there's obviously so many possibilities uh, of routes to take in college. So I definitely hope to um, continue uh, to learn about neuroscience, whether it be in the uh, route of psychology or medically. There's just so many different possibilities, but it's something that I'm really passionate about, and I'm glad that um, I was exposed to it and uh, someone piqued my interest in it. And I hope that I can do that uh, to a lot more girls specifically. And what about the future of the Synapse Project? For the Synapse Project, uh, we're just trying to work on a variety of different things. Um, 
a lot of our mentors are going to help with these projects, such as the MOOCs. We hope that we can uh, continue to film some of the labs and research projects that a lot of the mentors are doing at their um, respective universities. So we're just hoping to keep doing what we're doing uh, and expanding on the projects that we've got going um, and hopefully uh, just reach out a lot to a lot more people. One other thing that we are doing, which I'm excited about, um, is starting to put an independent study on the site. So we're really lucky to have um, all these amazing advisory board members from different universities um, who have taken an interest in mentoring girls in science, and we're really grateful to have them on board. So we've decided to kind of delve into more of what they're researching and uh, offer that as a resource to people who come to the Synapse website. So it, we're going to set it up kind of like an independent study would, where each week you're going to be able to um, look into a different aspect of neuroscience that a specific board member is researching. And there's a wide variety of uh, things that each board member is studying. So hopefully each week it'll be a different topic like memory um, and memory or learning um, or, you know, Alzheimer's research or different topics like that. And we'll be able to use the resources or lectures or videos from each of our board members who have studied these areas and put together a little kind of curriculum. And I think it'll be really cool uh, so people can have just a little taste of what each subject is like. And hopefully it'll pique an interest or someone will uh, become interested in one of the subjects and want to know more. What kind of feedback have you gotten about the project so far? Um, well, we are just starting up. Um, so it's a little bit hard to get um, exposure and get a massive amount of people coming to the site. Um, but I think the virtual field trips are going to be a great way to get the Synapse Project message out there, get people interested, and get them more involved. Um, we've, we've definitely had positive feedback from everyone at the Aspen Brain Forum because this, is, uh, this project is an affiliate of the Aspen Brain Forum, and we're really lucky to have been working with them and all their uh, connections and people that they're involved with. Uh, so we've gotten a really positive experience with them, and we hope to use the virtual field trips and uh, use our mentors to really get the message out. What have you personally gotten out of doing the project? I mean, it's been a really incredibly rewarding experience to be part of. Um, it's an avenue for me personally to keep learning about something that I love, um, and at the same time, get this passion uh, for neuroscience and for girls' education and science and technology out there. So it's been a lot of fun to be part of, and I'm really glad uh, that I'm going to keep working on that and see how far the Synapse project can go. Is there anything you'd like to add? Uh, I think that's it. Just uh, I'm so glad that we can have this podcast and hopefully reach out to a lot of people, um, get them interested in the Synapse project. Um, it's the-synapse-project.org, and I hope that um, people find interest in this and can become inspired to look into this field more. I think it's just... Uh, a really interesting field that I hope people are inspired by. That's it for this Science in the City podcast. For more, visit scienceinthecity.org. You can also follow us on social media. We're Sci and the City on Twitter and Science and the City on Facebook. Thanks for listening.